This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me today from the far reaches of the universe, from a distant planet far, far away. Well, not that far, Vestal. Uh, the Copernic Observatory and Science Center. And we have some really good news from Drew Desker, the director of Copernic. And that is something that was a long time coming, finally coming to fruition. Share the good news. Yes. Good, uh, good morning, Kathy. And uh, yeah, finally, after six years, the Copernic Science Park is complete. Uh, the Copernic Science Park is a playground with STEM-themed uh, structures, and uh, it was, it's been a collaboration between the Junior League of Binghamton and Copernic, trying to find a, a space where kids can, can come and play but then learn at the same time. And uh, it's been a, a long road, uh, but, uh, but what I have to say is the Junior League uh, just has had laser vision on, on getting this thing done. They've helped us raise over, uh, over $700,000. And uh, as I said, it, it, it's taken us six years to get to this point, but uh, it's finally done, and uh, kids are playing on it, and it's uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, the six years that it's taken to do it obviously isn't all blamed on when the COVID hit the fan. Uh, that was only a, a, a little hiccup in the road compared to some of the other challenges that you guys had to face in, in putting this together. And obviously, one of the biggest bumps has been the fundraising aspect of it because this this playground it's it's spectacular but it it don't come cheap no it doesn't and you know again we you know part of the challenge that we had was that um the space that we that we had to place the playground had some challenges with it Uh, we actually had a natural spring that was coming up and actually caused a bit of a swamp if you will in the um in the playground, in the play area. And even though we would put, you know, uh, those orange cones up to say, all right, kids, don't go in there because it's, you know, it's wet, you know, 30 seconds later, <laughs> they're in there. And uh, so there was a reasonable amount of, of earthwork that had to get done. But what was, what was sort of neat about this project, uh, many one of the neat things about this project is we, we, we turned that liability into an asset. So part of the earthwork was to actually put in drainage and create a pond, and so now we actually have a, uh, I want to say Lake Copernic, but Pond Copernic, and uh, and what's beautiful about this is is how nature has sort of just done its thing and taken over, you know, frogs and uh, uh, dragonflies and other sort of water bio- water animals uh, have just uh, sprung up out, you know, by themselves there. Uh, also, we'll, we'll, I'll drive up and I'll get there in the morning and I'll see a, a family of deer drinking out of the, uh, you know, out of the pond. So, uh, you know, there are the rest of the space now is, is dry and usable, and, uh, and we've got a nice pond on it. The, the Binghamton University Watson School of Engineering uh, had a, a team of, of students that designed and built a bridge that actually spans over that pond. And so uh, it's, 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 been, it's been great to see how we've been able to, you know, to do this work and get it so that actually kids, again, can come up, you know, have fun at the park, but then learn. One of the other things we did is we actually had a, a girl who was working on her uh, Girl Scout Gold Award. And, again, we were trying to get people to connect to what aspect of science or engineering is part of these structures. And she actually created signage for each of those structures. And it, that talks a little bit about the uh, sort of science or engineering behind it. But then there's a QR code on the sign so that 
if the child has a you know a smart phone or if a parent is there uh, or a guardian and uh, they can snap that that QR code it sends it sends them to our website and then they can learn more about that particular structure and, and the and the concepts behind it. And then so when you're talking structures, you're talking things like even like seesaws. Right, exactly. You know, you got you get the physics behind a seesaw, and the seesaw that we chose uh, actually has multiple places for you to sit, so you could have maybe two lighter kids on one side, one maybe adult on the other, and you can find that you can actually balance out. Messing uh, around you, with fulcrums, huh? Absolutely. You absolutely. tricky devil, you. Uh, right. <laughs> well, no, it's you know, it's really that's that's really what sort of conference all all about is trying to find ways to get kids to figure out, you know, what, how, how do things work and what, you know, and, and what, you know, uh, how does the universe work? How does the world work? Uh, and something as simple as a seesaw, you start then asking, you know, once you sort of see how that works, you start asking other questions. You're like, you know, how can I use this, you know, leverage in, 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 in other ways? Uh, you know, we've got a, a pulse table tennis uh, structure or a game, if you will. It, it's actually uh, uh, electrified. No, not, not, not to be shocked, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Oh, that's uh, unique. But, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, what it is, it's sort of like a uh, a game of of, of Simon, if you will, where where you have a pattern that you um, you have to try to follow, and that you'd be playing against another kid, and and whoever is uh, uh, able to sort of follow the pattern more closely, you know, gets a point. Uh, we've got a, a geodesic dome we call the moon, uh, moon uh, a moon climber, and basically we get to talk a little bit about you know, how architects can use geodesic domes as a architectural feature and uh, you know, of course we've got to have a rocket ship so kids can climb a rocket ship and imagine themselves you know going to some far off uh, planet uh, so but the whole point here is just to get kids out get some exercise and then think a little bit about their place in the universe well i know one of the goals when the planning was underway for this was also making this available to as many kids of all ages and abilities as possible, mm-hmm. uh, and what has gone into that with the whole issue of making this available to people that might have mobility issues or other issues? Sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, again, like the the um, table tennis is is uh, very close to the sort of uh, paved area, so a person in a wheelchair can, can very easily get to it. But one of the other things we did is we, again, being an observatory, we of course. Want to be able to, you know, look into the into the night sky, and we actually have. It typically, is, is we we keep it inside during the day, but uh, at night when people are are up and, and we're open, uh, we have a, a telescope that is actually designed for people that are mobility impaired or specifically in in wheelchairs, where that the center of rotation of this uh, of this telescope is where the eyepiece is located. So whether you're looking right up in the zenith, uh, you know, right straight up in the sky or at the horizon, the location of the eyepiece never moves. Oh. So that, uh, you know, again, people that, uh, because otherwise, if you were to, you know, come to Copernic and, and want to go into our domes, you'd have to negotiate, you know, a set of stairs to right. get up to the, the platform where, where the scope is, and then maybe even climb another set of stairs to actually get to the eyepiece. So we're trying to make that accessible. The, the swing set that we've got... Um, we have a, a sort of a larger swing associated with it that can sort of lock in a, a child that may have, uh, again, some mobility issues and you can get them in there, but yet they can still participate, in, you know, with the swing and, and, and feel safe that, uh, that 
you know, they can still enjoy the swing and still be, and still be safe. Well, that's also important to make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to expand their minds with science, technology, engineering, and math. That 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 just because you maybe you you can't reach as high or jump as high that that you can't mm-hmm. you can't be accessible to that kind of knowledge. Um, and now. Is this totally paid for now? Are you still raising funds for it? And how do people use it? Because, like, Copernic itself isn't open right now, right, because of all the pandemic stuff? Right. right. So the, the, the answer to your first question is completely paid for. Um, between uh, a very generous state grant uh, from the REDC, uh, a number of local foundations, a couple of national foundations participated, but also uh, corporations, individuals, Small companies, uh, large companies have all donated toward this effort. Uh, even Broome County uh, provided us, uh, the legislature provided us some funding to uh, sort of get, finally get over that finish line. And, but this is ultimately just really phase one. We have uh, other plans uh, where we'd like to you know, improve uh, some of the other uh, outside aspects of the, of the park. Uh, one of the things that I really would love to see is, um, I mean, sort of part of the more longer range plan is actually have a sort of a performance stage um, uh, available, you know, so that we could do music under the stars. We could do teaching, you know, uh, teaching outside, uh, maybe even a, a, a movie night up there. And um, so we'll still be doing some uh, some additional work toward uh, expanding it, making it uh, even more useful to people. But um, but that what we have right now is completely paid for, and um, we are just so. Uh, Copernic is, is just so grateful to uh, the community and specifically the Junior League, who uh, you know never gave up on this project. Uh, this is, a, I, in my mind, I think this is the largest project they have ever taken on, and wow. boy, did they do a, just a fantastic job! But it is open, even though the observatory, so, yes, for most part, right. is not. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Copernic itself is uh, not open to the public. Our, you know, our main building is open to the public, but. Uh, the park itself is open. It's it's free. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, especially now, uh, as in you know, almost every nonprofit is having real struggles trying to to find their way to the other end of this uh, pandemic. So right. we are, are certainly looking for uh, people who value what what it is that Copernic does, and um, and people have been sending you know funds in as they you know as as their uh, finances allow, and it's. Through that help, I think that will help us get to the other side. Uh, you know, I, we, unfortunately, we've had to uh, furlough, you know, essentially almost all of the staff. Um, my hours are reduced, and uh, but bottom line is, you know, we're still <laughs> we're still here. Uh, we are we're still doing live streaming. Uh, in fact, just last night uh, we did uh, it was a nice clear night, and uh, it was the uh, it was called the opposition of Mars, where Mars was ju- basically placed between the sun, uh, well the between the Earth and the Sun, and uh, so uh, Jeremy Carty, our uh, our live stream uh, astronomer, was probably on for about three to four hours last night, live streaming on our on our YouTube channel. Wow! You can actually go. You can actually go to our Copernic uh, YouTube channel. It's Copernic Observatory, and actually look at those uh, those live stream programs. Uh, we've got another one coming up uh, in in a week and a half or so. It's our Astro Fest again. That will be all virtual. That will be, uh, again, on our YouTube channel. Uh, and among the people, we'll have a speaker from Cornell's astronomy department. We've got a, a system engineer from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory talking about 
uh, curiosity and perseverance. The two, uh, curiosity is the rover that's on Mars. Perseverance is the one that's actually on its way to Mars. So um, we're trying to stay uh, engaged and get the people, uh, you know, plugged in uh, to uh, what's going on. Uh, we've also got, uh, let's see here, at the end of the month on October 30th, we've got Phil Cooper talking about uh, doing a, a, a live stream program on Apollo 13. And then two weeks after that, he'll do a ramp-up of the other Apollo uh, missions, 14 through 17. So um, we're <laughs> we're trying to stay open, even in the virtual space. But again, uh, whatever support people can offer us, uh, now, now would be a great time to... Uh, uh, to help invest in, you know, the future of Copernic and the future of, of those people that engage at Copernic. And that is so important. And, and we found this during the, the beginning part of the pandemic. And now that schools are back in session, the, mm-hmm. the resources that different museums and uh, places like yours, the Science Center, have for people that are trying to remote learn and find resources for things that they're doing virtually at school, or maybe they are lucky enough to be in classes. It, it's a very, very essential resource to the community that they they have access to exactly i mean uh, uh people need to be lifelong learners and you can learn anywhere um i, I think uh what's sort of been interesting is uh, like we ran our summer camps uh, all virtually this year and 100 percent of the parents who re- replied back saying that their kids were engaged they ended up talking about the uh the program after the camp hours they were working on the projects you know, at home, uh, you know, after camp hours. And to me, this is a, a great way to sort of say, you know, sort of get kids to say, look, you know, you can learn outside of the, the, the your standard classroom, that you should right. really become lifelong learners. Learners should be a part of you know, uh, things you do every day. Well, and, if, it, if um, people want to find out more about the programs at Copernic and what's coming mm-hmm. up, it's real easy online. Copernic, K-O-P-E-R-N-I-K, dot org. That's correct. <laughs> Always just a spelling uh, lesson at the end there, right? That, absolutely, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because sometimes people put a C, you know, as, as, you know in, in Copernic, uh, you know, K-O-P-E-R-N-I-C-K, and it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's the way Nikolai Copernic uh, spelled his name in Poland. And, um, uh, but, so come check out uh, our website, Come, come up and check out our uh, our science park. It's a it's a beautiful thing, and basically, you know, open yourself up to, to learning how, uh, how the how the world works, and start asking questions. Be curious, and uh, I'm still sort of in awe. I'm looking at a picture at it, you know of it right now, and it just um, it, it was a dream, you know, like seven years ago, and. and right. Now this dream has come true. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. In keeping the devices clean, 